On this episode of Bluey's Brisbane, we're off to some kind of mountain. As long as I don't have to move or talk or do anything for the next five minutes. Whether you call Bris Vegas home or are planning a trip to the River City, this is the podcast that will help you plan the ultimate Bluey day out. <laughs> the best of Brisbane for real life. This is Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou. Welcome back to another instalment of Bluey's Brisbane, the podcast that gads around. Who wrote this? Gads around? It's very 1920s. It is a bit, isn't it? Rather than 2020s. Apparently we're gadding around. We gad around Brisbane and we explore the real life world of our favourite healer family and hopefully we're inspiring the ultimate Bluey day out. And once again, a huge welcome to the uh, the card table. Lou Bromley, g'day Lou. Hello. It's been so long since we've sat at a card table. It's been ages, hasn't it? I think the last one was uh, West End down by the river in uh, Froggy Park. Yes. We've had lots of wonderful distractions, haven't we? Well, it's been crazy, hasn't it, in the sort of the bluey, the real life bluey verse. We've had uh, the bluey stage show. Of course, we spoke to a heap of people behind the scenes there and then we had... Uh, we had a gig, didn't we? Lockdown lifted and we had a gig. A weeknight and we went out to see a rock band. <laughs> it's crazy. It was like 1997 all over again. Only we felt a lot older that night. <laughs> but uh, it was great seeing Dave McCormack do his thing as Custard yeah. uh, with the band. Um, so that was February. So that's the last time I got to sort of see you rather than, you know, going elsewhere. Yeah. But um, it was great talking to Dave. Yeah. Uh, of course, we had the Bluey album drop. And we to I Joff. spoke to Joff. Yep. Um, I've got an autographed CD, which you're a little bit dirty about. I know. I really want it. Many sad faces. You might have to frisk my backpack before <laughs> I leave here today. <laughs> um, so there's been plenty of bonus bits, hasn't there? We've, we caught up with, uh, with Dan Brum in one yes. of his favourite spaces to record, you know, bluey sound effects. So technically we got in the park with Dan, but we weren't doing a location. We wanted to know about him no. and all about sounds of bluey. That's yeah. right. Well, look, it's really exciting today to be out and about again. Um, we've got the card table set up atop Mount Kutha at the lookout just near the Summit Cafe. And it's a gorgeous people, day today oh, too. You know, blue skies, um, clear air, perfect weather. It's, it's a great spot for people who don't know Brisbane. Mount Kutha is this, you know, small little, well, we call it a, we call it a mountain. It's really a hill, isn't it? It's a hill. It's pretty small on mountain terms, yeah. but it's pretty big on Brisbane mountain terms. Yeah. In terms of Australian cities, you know, we've got this great view, this great panoramic view of our city um, and bushland. In fact, um, I think Dan Brum had something to say about uh, how great Mount Cutha was and that proximity to the city. Let's have a listen. I think you're kind of spoiled for choice. Like, around here in Barden and Ashgrove and the Gap, there's so many kind of bushland walking trails which will take you up to Mount Cutha and that's what I love about this place. You're in suburbia and then you take a quick little bushwalk and you're just literally in the middle of the bush and you're surrounded by the bird noise and and yet you're only kind of five, six kilometres away from the city. Now for our non-Brisbane people or anyone who's never visited here, you know Mount Kutha from, you can see the television transmission towers in a lot of scenes. So there's a leafy green hill come mountain and they're blinking away in the background. And this is something... I know we use the word iconic all the time. We need a better adjective. But if you're in Brisbane, everyone knows where to find Mount Cutha on the skyline. It's how you orient yourself around the city. Especially at night when you can see the little red lights blinking away. You just Absolutely. know, yep, that's where they are. Yes. And that's that's one of the key clues, too, that we know where Bluey lives in the suburb where that would be based. So it's just great to be up here to be able to talk about it too in terms of this is something you can see on screen in a lot of Bluey episodes. Come to Brisbane, there's lots of things to do here. 
And one of the interesting things I found out um, when I spoke to our guest on today's episode, yes. uh, her name's Kendall Gilding. Now, she's a young mum. Um, she's also a newsreader for Channel 7. She reads uh, the afternoon news bulletin on Channel 7. She's a podcast host, uh, MC for different events around town. So she winds her way up Mount Cuther every day to come to work at um, you know Channel 7. And one of the interesting things I found out um, when I caught up with her was that the towers are no longer in use for TV signals anymore because, of course, we've gone digital what? and we've gone streaming. Um, so, this is news to me. Yeah, so now... Breaking news. Yeah, pretty much now they're just used for communications, I think some radio transmissions. Of course, um, yep. And other kind of communications and stuff, but no longer used for TV. Oh, yeah, I've learnt my new thing today. Yeah. There you go. There's a useless fact. <laughs> Hi, this is Dave, a.k.a. Bandit Healer, and you're listening to Bluey's Brisbane. Check it out. Well, I might have learnt one new thing today, but one of the things I want to tell everyone that you can learn about is some of the great things you can do here. So there's a bit of a sleepy time-related option here at Mount Cutha. So we're up the top, but I want to talk about before you climb up the mountain, either by foot or by car, you can pull into the Botanic Gardens and the Planetarium. And I want to zoom in on the Planetarium. Every Brisbane kid, I reckon, in primary school has gone to the Planetarium for the Planet Show. And this is a great school holiday option too. So if you want to tie in a bit of sleepy time, that episode with the planets and bingo flying through space, this is where you can do it. And you can see the Planet Show, learn a little bit more about planets, um, and also stars, moons, like everything celestial. This is the place where you can do it. And uh, we've also got the Tropical Display Dome too. And Justin, you love the Tropical Display Dome, don't you? Well, my kids actually really love it. Like, we love going to the Botanical Gardens and they've got a great children's walk, like a, a yes. trail that you can sort of get a little map and follow um, a trail around the gardens. And, and they love going to the Tropical Display Dome, seeing all the plants. The best thing is the fish swimming in the little pond in there. They love it. Yep. Um, but where Bluey fans will know the Tropical Display Dome and also the planetarium from is also the magical view from Bandit and Chili's deck um, in the Healer House. Now, they, of course, have got the best view in Brisbane. I think, you know, the art directors <laughs> sat down yes. and went, let's give them the best view in Brisbane. Um, it's more of like an eastern suburbs view, sort of down the river with the Story Bridge. But in classic Bluey, um, let's sort of mash up Brisbane style, they've plonked the planetarium and the tropical display dome right there in the foreground. So... Bluey viewers from all around the world will have actually seen these two buildings um, in the Blueyverse. Yes, absolute unapologetic poetic license yeah. with that little drop in. Yep, yeah, totally. absolutely. Oh, and jam. As well as the tropical dome, you know, you've got the arid um, gardens that mm. you can walk through. There's so yeah. many different sections of garden yep. here. There's a rainforest down there too. It's the rainforest, the lagoons as yep. well. So yep. something for everyone. And it's all free. But the planetarium to watch the show, you do need to book in. That will cost you a bit of money. But um, it's wonderful that you can just walk through these gardens and see a whole array of native and exotic plants in different conditions. 
Well, we'll um, find out a little bit more about um, you know what's on offer in Mount Cutha when you speak to the good folk from Nature Play Queensland. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But first, we've got uh, Kendall Gilding. Um, so I caught up with her a couple of days ago. So as we said, Kendall is a newsreader for Channel 7. She's a journalist and the presenter of Channel 7's Afternoon News Bulletin. Now, I caught up with Kendall just down the road from where we are now in the Channel 7 Gardens, right in the shade of their transmission tower. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be outdoors up here on Mount Cuthra. It's a beautiful spot. It's a lovely spot. Like, just we're sitting right by the road here. You can hear the birds in the background. It's a great spot. The trees are sort of rustling. You can hear a couple of native bugs and things. It's, yeah, it's a really great little area out here. And an awesome view of Brisbane. And probably helps broadcasting to the city, right? You've got a great view of, uh, of Brisbane. It's really helpful, particularly with the weather. Weather events and when we're watching storms and things like that, you can look over Brisbane and get a really good feel for what's happening. Um, and it's a funny spot because storms often roll in from the west, which is where we are. So we see them hit us and then watch them roll across the city. Well, for just for, for people who aren't from Brisbane, can you just nutshell a bit about you and, and your story? So I'm the newsreader of our afternoon bulletin. It airs live from four till five o'clock and that goes out not just in Brisbane, but right across Queensland. So I've been doing that job for about five and a half years, but I've been with Channel 7 for almost a decade. I started my career up in Cairns in far north Queensland and then spent some time on the Gold Coast and then was promoted to this particular news reading role. So a lot of people think that means I'm only at work from four till five. That's not quite the case. So I'm in the morning and I'm helping write the bulletin and helping write some of the 6pm news stories as well. A big chunk of my day is taken up by hair and makeup. And yeah, we're in the studio pre-recording a couple of things, but for the most part, the bulletin's live. So that's where we are from four till five o'clock. So who's cheering you on at home? Um, You know, who's switching on the TV in the afternoon and seeing you read the news? So I'm married to Timothy. We have been married for seven years and we have a little daughter named Olive who was born in 2019 and he usually manages to get her from daycare in the afternoon. He's a school teacher so he'll often do, he'll do the pickup, I do the drop off and he manages to get her from daycare and get home almost every day to make sure she gets to see me on the news and when I first went back to work and I was on television and he was turning on, she did not understand that that was me and he was trying to point out that's mama I guess when I'm at home I have no makeup and don't have my hair done so I probably look pretty different but now she is fully aware that that is me and he'll turn the tv on and she'll watch and be pointing at the tv and saying mama mama so it's pretty special that she gets to not all kids get to watch their parents work and she's able to watch me do that every day she'll grow up thinking everyone's mum is on tv right she's going to be very confused and she'll also be very confused as to why when I'm at home I've just got my active wear on and my hair in a ponytail well speaking of that is it is it the glamour lifestyle you know we see that you're on the tv um, we see you know the instagram accounts and the, all the events and stuff is it really that glamorous or is it just a lot of hard work it's a lot of hard work and a lot of smoke and mirrors and unfortunately i think that's just the nature of of the world at the moment isn't it and particularly with coronavirus we're probably doing less and less of the glamorous things that we used to but at the same time i mentioned i spent 
upwards of an hour in hair and makeup every day. I often joke that I should be getting a degree while I'm in there because it's a lot of time of your life spent in a makeup chair. But don't be fooled, I turn up to work in my sandals and my jeans and a t-shirt and then transform into that. And often once the bulletin's done, I strip all that off straight away as well and go home to, to be a normal person. So it's fleeting. On the family, what, what do you guys like to do in and around Brisbane? We talk about bluey day outs here on the podcast. What do you guys like to do? We live in a great spot and I can walk to amazing cafes, a couple of fantastic parks and even a shopping centre close to our house. So Olive and I are regularly just hitting the pavement in the pram and just seeing where the day takes us. I do love a picnic and really anywhere, South Bank, Roma Street Parklands, the Botanic Gardens at the bottom of Mount Coothra are really special as well. But once you have a kid, you just got to get out of the house. So really, it just depends where our friends are, play dates with them, different parks. But it's just a case of tiring out the kids morning and afternoon and finding those gaps of rest in between. But anything outdoors is really what makes us all feel good. Thank you so much for your time today, Kendall. Thank you for having me on beautiful Mount Coother. The podcast showing off the best of Brisbane for real life. This is Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou. If you love nature, I think Mount Coother is just a fabulous place to be able to offer you so many different sorts of activities here. So we've talked about before the inaugural reservoir, about getting on your mountain bike or on the trails. Mount Coother's kind of the other end of all those trails. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to get you know, long distance, making a really big day of it, you could actually go end to end if you want. But right here in Mount Coother, you've got mountain biking, bushwalking. You can even do trail riding with horses, which is fantastic. So one of the things that I think is great here is the picnic grounds at JC Slaughterfalls. I have seen the yellow and black cockatoos here quite often um, at this location. I'm off now to go talk to Nature Play Queensland. We've got Rebecca and Imogen who are going to talk to us about how to use the Nature Play passport and how you can play some of the games we see Bandit and Chili do with Bluey and Bingo um, by just simply being in nature and how much fun the natural world around us can be. Nice. Let's do it. Look at it! I'm catching up here with Rebecca and Imogen. You're both from Nature Play Queensland. Can you tell us a little bit about what Nature Play Queensland is? Yeah, so Nature Play Queensland mission is to increase the time children spend in unstructured free play outdoors and in nature. And we know this is fundamental to children's like having a full and healthy childhood. So research shows us that children that have opportunities to spend time outdoors in nature um, have stronger resilience, are happier and healthier. And so Nature Play Queensland is a program that's delivered by Outdoors Queensland. It's a non-profit organisation and we work closely with families, with communities, schools, early childhood centres and have a number of state and national partnerships. Look, I love your nature passport. I'm going to give away all your secrets right now. But what sort of things do you guys offer for families? We have a whole range of different tools and strategies to support families. Um, Most of them are available on our website. So if you head to natureplayqld.org.au. And there's a lot there to download digitally. One of the favourite things there is our nature play ideas. Um, and there's just a whole lot of lists of, you know, things to do in your backyard or things to do when you go camping. Um, there's a great one that's like 49 things to do before you're five um, or 12 cool. years of age. And there's things just like, you know, make a mud pie, climb a tree, identify a bird. Um, so that's one of the great things we have. 
Um, we also promote community events, um, a lot of nature play events that are across the state, but in particular in Brisbane and at Mount Coosa. We have places to go. So not only on our website, but on our social media channel, we have places to go and inspire families to go visit, not just in their backyard and community, but what's further abroad across the state. Now, one of the things that we're here to do is to capture what can you do here at Mount Coosa. And there's so many no-cost things. It's just this amazing reserve here in our backyard here in Brisbane. Talk to us about what you'd recommend that we do here in our backyard Imogen. Fantastic. Well, Mount Coother is such a beautiful area and there's so many natural areas that we can play and learn from as well while we're here. So, for example, if we go down to the creek at uh, near Slaughter Falls at the bottom of Mount Coother, there's an absolutely absolutely beautiful creek so one thing to do is for example simply to go rock hopping um like in the bluey episodes they say watch out for the wobbly ones and even just you know that they're, they're not only having fun but also and playing but also uh, improving their coordination and balance while they do so also learning how to skip rocks and having fun little competitions about who can skim the most rocks we can definitely do our own kind of rock art as well and um, look at the indigenous art trails of uh, the people who used to live here um, Mount Kutha actually means honey honey that's yeah. right so yeah. um, we can find you know rocks and if you're lucky ochre uh, if you find a soft stone add a little bit of water and you can do some rock art or face painting or camouflage like they do in some of the episodes as well oh yeah like camping they're drawing lots of little things about how they're going to get daddy pig that's right yeah. they do artwork the on the rock yeah um yeah. in grandpa they're putting on camouflage of of yeah. you know mud in um Looking a little bit Schwarzenegger. I love how we're yeah. bringing in a little bit of Schwarzenegger predator. You know, no one can see us if we can't slather our bodies in mud. And Rug Island, they're also doing the uh, the paint on their faces. And you can take, you know, your own picnic rug and play your own independent imaginary play as well. Now, I've got the nature passport here. I'm a little blown away because I'm noticing there's activities here that... It says Liam, eight years old, to Wanton. There's also someone just locally at Fig Tree Pocket. She was five. What's this? Kids are just developing the Nature Passport. Tell me more. Absolutely. So we love getting the community involved. So the Nature Play Passport is something every family can have. It's free of charge. Uh, you just hop on our website, go to the family section and click on the link and you can order them. They'll be delivered to your door free. And in there, there's a whole bunch of inspiring ideas for families to be able to kind of connect and do things together out in nature. And along the way in our journey, um, a couple of months ago, we reached out to the wider Queensland and said, who else wants to create a mission? Um, and we had some amazing entries. And yes, we've published two of them in the passport so children can see their very own mission. And of course, every kid loves stickers. So there's stickers in there. So every time they complete yes. a mission, they can put a sticker there that matches the mission that they do. Nice, and it looks like too, there's versatility here. You can make your own missions up and you can even do little post-it notes in there, put, do your own stickers with different things as well. So yeah, that's really good. We're going to give away some of the Nature Passports um, as well with some bluey merch. Stay tuned, y'all, on our Facebook and Instagram pages for how to do that. I was just going to say, we've also seen teachers across um, Queensland really embrace the passports, that they've got them into their classrooms at school and done one of the missions together 
together as a whole class and then those children have gone back home particularly at the start of the holidays really motivated with you know kind of they've experienced one really successful mission with all their classmates and now they want to go home and do it with their family so we're seeing it spread really across the community widely not just at families but also in classrooms. I think also too one of the things I was starting to get out of it even just running around a national park on a on a circuit that was planned it was on a sign we didn't need any extra toys you didn't have to bring a kit I think that's something you get into a bit of a habit as a bandit or a chili you've got to pack all the toys and bring it with you nature is a playground nature can provide toys as well is that what you're really encouraging too exactly when children are introduced to the idea they realize that for example if they look closely enough they can make whole playgrounds just out of the natural materials and loose parts that they find around them for example i love in um barky boats how bluey makes a whole fairy garden and a whole natural wonderland just out of the sticks and leaves and flowers and pebbles that she finds around her and it's just stunning and that's the kind of thing that we're trying to encourage and that's what we love about seeing in bluey and just to reiterate too how do people get a copy of the physical nature passport how do i get my hands on a copy just go straight to our website natureplayqld.org.au and there's a families tab hop on there and it says order a passport just name an address and they'll be delivered shortly thank you so much rebecca thank you so much imogen i have a sneaking suspicion we're going to hear from you guys more in the near future thanks for being a part of it thank you i need a bush so these nature play passports are going to be a really great way of you know getting your bluey and bingo out into the great outdoors of southeast queensland yeah absolutely and I love how they've got what I like to call playlists. Yes, that's a pun. If I could wink at you, Justin, I would. Um, So it just gives you some really easy ideas of what can we do at the park today. Like You don't have to be constantly inventing all the games. And it can be, let's do page 12, let's do page 3, that kind of easy win. Mm. Or as simple as how how many things can you do with a stick? It's surprisingly a lot. So it's a really lovely way to be able to engage with your kids and they just love that they have a passport. And I mean, right now, how many of us can use passports for anything? This is actually a passport you can use in these strange pandemic times. And that's really great because, you know, sometimes I feel like uh, Chloe's dad, you know, the Dalmatian. I don't know how to play. Like They want to play. The kids want to play. You're either tired, you're just like, oh, give me a break. Some ideas on how to play simple games with just sticks in the park would be great. Yeah, oh, I feel Chloe's dad around yeah. octopus, yes. Yeah. And sometimes you just need to be able to break out of the facts, like let the facts work for you. And I'm loving how nature play just gives kids even that permission to be able to go and play. Mm. So the way we road tested it was um, walking through a national park. Car rainbow, we turned that into nature rainbow or flower rainbow you had to go and find six flowers of the rainbow colours. And uh, it was surprisingly difficult. Nature wasn't giving up the goods for us (laughs) to that day. And it was the red flower that eluded us till the car park, where the tree was right beside our car, funnily enough. It's always in the last place you look. Yeah, and the last place you are. But um, it kept us all seeing a, a path. We'd walked this path heaps of times before. We saw it all in a different way. So it actually helped me appreciate something I'd seen a lot of times. So 
I highly recommend get your copy of the Nature Play Passport, even if you're not in Queensland. I'm just going to do another shout out. Um, and this is where we can, you know, send it to you free of charge um, with some giveaways because I think it's a lovely way that you can actually interact with your kids in nature. The podcast showing off the best of Brisbane for real life. This is Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou. Next episode, it's our last episode, Justin. For season one. For season one. Oh, there's so many things com- coming up for this season two. But for season one, we're off to some old digs of me. We're going to teenage Lou years don't know if that's a good thing but uh we're off to a location called hawthorne and it's another suburb on the river here in brizzy and of course uh, hawthorne is um the setting for a couple of bluey episodes the um the most notorious shall we say is cafe where bandit and fido have a very awkward conversation over the kids serving coffee now a friend of mine dropped the factoid on me uh just after this episode aired late last year that her daughter was actually the voice of Winnie. So on the next Mm -hmm. episode, um, we'll be speaking to her. In true Bluey style, we won't be identifying her because they like to keep uh, the kids' identities secure, which is great, and we love that. Um, But if your kids have ever wondered what it's like to provide a voice for Bluey or hear your voice on Bluey, we'll find out a little bit more about that uh, in the next episode when we talk to the voice of Winnie. And I really hope they toast the banana bread, Justin. You've been listening to Bluey's Brisbane. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for at Bluey's Brisbane. I slept on my bean.